people doing it and getting called daddy all throughout the town. Organized crime cats getting shot for chewing gum loud and not being smart about their mouth was new as old and was old as new. Sound familiar? If you think in the season six premiere of The Shy, welcome in, grab a sip, sit back. We're going to chat a bit. You belong here. Well, it's back. Season six. Episode one of the shy. New shy city. New shy city, what they call it. Should have been called. Girl, you look good. Won't you back that ass up? You's a big, fine woman. Won't you back that ass up? Call me big daddy when you back that <laughs> Call me Big Daddy when you're back. <laughs> Yo, they was backing that up in this episode. I like it, though. I like it. This one of the first series I've really been waiting to come back. Shy feels like home. Doesn't it? Shy feels like home. Has a hometown feel to it. Like a like a familiar place. Whenever I watch the shot, I feel like I can feel the sense of community. You know, you can you can feel that sense of old school values in play here. It's a show that highlights that relationships are important. And while they may not always go smoothly. You always feel like things going to work their way out in the end, in the shy, don't you? Let's talk to season six premiere, New Shy City. Should have been called Who's Your Daddy? The one knock I'm going to put on the producers is to focus on sex in the first episode. New shows always seem to have a focus on sex on the first episode, don't they? It's not just the shy. It's all of them. Like, hey, y'all, guess what we've been up to for a whole year? Rank it, rank it, rank it, rank it. Like we don't get enough loving in our own lives. As abundant as the stench of loving in the air is today. Everybody was doing everybody was doing it, wasn't they? Everybody. Victor. Or. Trig, formerly known as Trig, 
and his love interest, Fatima. Marcus St. John, Gemma's dad, and Tierra. Trigg's old political prop slash fake love interest from his city council campaign. Oh, Gemma's dad was getting it in. Tiff at the end. Emmett and Keisha starting the episode off. He talking about. Call me Big Daddy. Yo, if you got to say, call me Big Daddy. Girl, you look good. Won't you back that? You's a thin, fine woman. (laughs) Call me Big Daddy. Girl, who is you playing with? (laughs) You got to scrunch your face up when you say it. Girl, who is you playing with? Well, hold up. What Keisha say? Boy, bye. (laughs) Yo, she hit Emmett with that Chappelle wrap it up clock. (laughs) From the Chappelle show. Wrap it up. (laughs) Yo, she broke the clock out on Emmett like. Wrap it up. Wrap that clock up, B. Yo, then they get a knock on the door. Little kids trying to get in. Keisha was like, oh, woo cha, what took you so long? <laughs> Messing with this fool, Emmett. <laughs> Yo, Keisha couldn't get up from that bed fast enough. But that's how they started the show. Good to see the cast back on the screen. I really, I really do like the Shy. Shy is, is one of my favorite shows. Everybody was doing good, wasn't they? Everybody. It's good to see Jason Weaver back on screen. I feel like I hadn't seen Jason Weaver since the sister, sister, smart guy days. I know he's been in things since. Just feels like I hadn't seen him since the 90s. Good to see him, though. I didn't know what they was going to do with his role in the prior season. Like, is he going to be a jerk? Or what? Like, you felt like his presence could go either way with things. But, you know, he, he seems to have a good sister, I think. But he's been thinking about Tierra, though. You know we're going to get caught. You know we're going to get caught. Kevin moved out, got him a new apartment. He coming home. Sneaking food, paper towels, toilet paper, toothpaste. I'm like, where they make fly spots like little Kev got? Where they make them spots at? When I was that age looking for a place. Want no brick walls and nice wood floors. I don't know why the, why the cafeteria lady just popped into my head from, from Cedric the Entertainer show. Ain't no more. Ain't no more brick walls and nice wood floor. <laughs> just stained carpet and dirty drywall. 
Jaden Donnell looked like they was doing good. You know, everybody looked like they was doing doing pretty good to start the season off. It's always a good sign. Emmett now in bed with the Chicago mob, though. Duda got him flied up. Took him to the boutique. Not the stow. The boutique. You know, the place where you need an appointment. You the sole appointment. Security guard all up in that piece. You trying on luxury items by yourself. No waiting in line. Getting fitted. Getting flied up. Getting that royal treatment. That's another thing I saw too. Like. Everybody came up. Fashion wise though right. Everybody was styling. I mean everybody. Even little EJ was styling. <laughs> I like how the shy did it though. You know. The, the style up. Was subdued. No, no big labels popping out at you. Maybe except for the Burberry that, that Rob had on. But for the most part, it wasn't like laid out like Givenchy or Gucci or, you know, some of the other shows. Though they bring a different feel. You know, they often have that label pop right out at you. And then everybody got labels on. Not not one or two, but everybody got that brand placement happening. Like, you broke. You been broke. Now you, now you Gucci and Versace down? Okay. I don't know how that happened. Like, in the last season of Atlanta, what's the dude that's, that's always high? Like he was Gucci'd out. I'm like, I don't even remember dude having a job. Now he Gucci'd out. But the shy, very subdued. Like they had the brand placement, but it was nicely done. If you know labels and you know patterns from the different labels, you you knew they had on labels. It just wasn't in in your face like that, like. Laid out with the brand name. Jake had that popping sweater. That sweater was popping. Felt like they wasn't rocking like that two seasons ago. Like they got grown clothes on. But it's all good. Everybody looked like they was doing good. Everybody looked like they had come up. Bakari now to muscle up in that joint. Looking like little Romeo. <laughs> I don't know why I see little Romeo when I look at Bakari. Looking like little Romeo from time to time. Bakari on the come up. Marcus St. John, kind of silly though, ain't he? Gemma's dad. He, he a little dumb. Like his character is, is a little silly. Like how you a seasoned politician. But, but you ain't got no swag. I felt like when they introduced him, he you know, he might have had a little swag. But now they're getting personally into who he is. Like, dude, is swag less. Because he, he ain't learned from that Debo ass whooping dude to hit him with. <laughs> a season or two ago, dude, the uppercut 
Do the uppercut that cat with the cane. Bow. I'm going to tell all I know if you don't keep Jake away from my Gemma. Well, whatever, whatever it was about, he talking about, I'm a, I'm a tell. Let's see if you can tell which way you're going to receive this ass whipping. Bow. <laughs> now we all healed up. He feeling himself. Showing up at his new boo joint. Talking about. I need you to be a little more quiet and not call me daddy so loud. <laughs> Yo, how are you going to tell shorty not? Don't call me daddy so loud when we do it. That's just a brother feeling himself. And saying it out loud. So, so whack. She was like, uh, yeah, okay. Or maybe your daughter can move out. Or maybe you can grow a pair and handle your business with your kinfolk. Get out of my face, boy. Wasn't your daughter Prego last year? Like, she know what it is. Who that is? <laughs> then he had that little sit down with Tierra and Gemma. He was like, well, well, baby, you, you got to move out at some point. He get one little piece of tail. Now his daughter got to move out. What a chump move. I digress. I digress. Anyway, everybody looked like they was doing good. Keisha teach him. When she can escape Big Daddy. <laughs> Call me Big Daddy. <laughs> Robin Tiff still selling that skunk weed. <laughs> Robin Tiff still selling that skunk weed. Yo, it looked magical a couple seasons ago. They was like, okay, like she got a little backpack. You know, she got a little clientele. Like it looked all cool. Now they just look different. How about that? They look different. Tiff and Emmett seemed like they was in a good spot. EJ was in the back of that car looking like he a, a year away from playing nose tackle and Pop Warner. <laughs> Yo, EJ got big. Emmett Silly Tail up in there stunting, stunting in front of his baby mama. What do you think was going to happen? She like, oh, you got it like that. Buy me a car then. What'd he do? What'd he do? He got a little... Got a little Ultima. You know somebody dissing or hating. Maybe sometimes crushing when they put the lull in front of whatever it is of yours they talking about. Oh, you got your little job. <laughs> your little bins. Your little mansion. <laughs> and what Tiff do? What Tiff do when she got that Ultima? What's the first thing she did? Come on, Rob. Girl, you look good, won't you back that? <laughs> I knew when she said, come on, Rob. It was going to be on some girl, you look good. <laughs> Call me Big Daddy. Papa working at Smokey's. <laughs> Looking like Smokey. Yo, wasn't Smokey 
One Smokey and the Bone Thugs in Harmony Crossroads video back in the day. <laughs> you might have to go back a, about four or five seasons to see what Smokey looked like, but that was a dude from Crossroads. Angel came up to Smokey on the porch, touched his head. <laughs> Smokey eyes went white. <laughs> see you at the crossroads. <laughs> Oh, gosh. Kevy Kev. Kevy Kev doing a little too good. Got his own spot. His own crew. Now his own lips on his boy's ex. <laughs> After his little housewarming, his little housewarming. Oh, the hypocrisy. Papa need to whoop him up like he wanted to do Jake. Maisha pulled that, oh, you need help cleaning up afterwards? She pulled that Halle Berry boomerang move. <laughs> Love should have brought Maisha little ass back to her home last night. Victor Wynn City Council. Do to doing what do to do. Homie was chewing that gum a little too wild, wasn't he? Yo, he was chewing that gum. He was like. Yo, I stood up and clapped when Duda clapped him. Now I'm a grown man talking. And I don't know about you. But I was brought up to chew gum with some decency. Chew with your mouth closed. Don't smack it like a cow. I know that's not general consensus in the street nowadays. I know that's not what's hot. That's how I was brought up. Dude was smacking like this was his first piece of Wrigley's ever. <laughs> like the juicy fruit flavor had just kicked in. <laughs> Like the juicy fruit flavor had just kicked in. He was like, mmm. Dude, it was cool at first. He was like, hey, my man, can you tone that gum smack action down a little bit? Can you tone that gum smack action down? I'm trying to teach the young cat the fine art of cigar smoking. I did enjoy that moment the most. As someone who enjoys a nice cigar every now and then, it was, a, it was a cool moment. Now, I don't know where this dude was from, what part of Chicago he was raised in, whether he was even from Chicago. Maybe he had just moved here from Kentucky or something. But he wasn't street familiar. He was in the wrong profession. Just a dumbass. He talking about, I'm not chewing that loud. <laughs> Boss just tell you, you chewing a little too loud. And you talking about, I'm not chewing that loud. And then he turned around like it was sweet. I just put my head down. And in true boss fashion, dude kept his cool. 
kept doing what he was doing. Then at a time of his own convenience, coolly walked over and put three in due chess. Pow, pow, pow. Now, if the Wrigley's had fell out of his mouth <laughs> as he was slumped over, I would have lost my shiznit. Some people might have thought that that was a bit extreme of Duda, but he had to do it. He forced Duda's hand. He questioned his authority. Most importantly, in front of his crew, that's a no-no. On top of that, he didn't know his place. And the simple verbal return of fire signaled that this dude wouldn't be afraid to cross him down the road. At some point, he might think he was big enough to come for the crown. If he was a valued member of the crew, maybe he'd get a warning. Maybe he'd get a leg shot. But he would have lived. This guy was out of pocket. Anyway, we end with the girls having a, a girls' night, talking it up over some wine about love, relationships. Tracy talking about... She wants to be by herself. She leave that joint. Here come Duda later that night. Needing to relieve himself of some post murder tension. <laughs> like the accident man. She put up a good fight though. She put up a good fight for a minute. But her inner R. Kelly kicked in. Her body was calling. And in the end, girl, you look good. Won't you back that? So you, was a, you was a big, fine woman, won't you? <laughs> Call me Big Daddy. We even got a taste of old. Marcus. <laughs> I don't have any panties on. <laughs> old Eartha Kitt at the end giving out affirmations. A little too late, though, for Tracy. She woke up to that dude to text. Just like old times, huh? <laughs> Yo, we hit her with the just like old times. I'm surprised he ain't leave $200 on a nice stamp. Anyway, good start to the season. I always look up and it's damn near time for the episode to end. That's how good the shy is. The shy is like soul food. The season six premiere was some of Big Mama's finest cooking. I loved it. Till next time. Peace.